Now, uh, political analyst Ralph Mateja says that it won't be a surprise if government relief funds meant to assist in the KZN floods actually end up in corrupt pockets. And uh, Dr. Ralph Mateja joins us now to tell us more about uh, these views. Dr. Mateja, thanks for your time. Welcome to Update at Noon. Good afternoon, Sakina, and good afternoon to SAFM listeners. Thanks for inviting me. You know, incidentally, I was uh, just uh, looking at Twitter and um, our very own uh, Charlize Theron, or Charlize Theron, as people say, um, uh, she actually put out a tweet, and uh, I just want to read part of it. It says, uh, last week, the most devastating floods on record struck uh, the KwaZulu-Natal province, killing almost 450 people and displacing thousands. For my organization, we see our most critical role as supporting our partners in whatever challenges they face. And right now, organizations in KZN are reeling, trying to support their communities however they can, as affected families desperately need food, water and shelter. And then she implores uh, those who uh, may come across this post uh, to please uh, start help by giving what you can or sharing the fundraiser to spread the word. That's from um, Charlize Theron. And then, of course, um, I see the article that you wrote. And yesterday there was also, Ralph Mateja, a video that was doing the rounds on social media. And this is of a woman who was saying that uh, she was filming a police vehicle and a, an Eteguini uh, um, municipality vehicle, as well as a woman in another baki uh, removing goods. And she was saying this is goods that were donated to uh, the, 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 the relief effort and it is being stolen by those from the municipality. And all of that made me think, okay, this is what Ralph was talking about. But how did we get here? I mean, Sakina, it is cynicism, but I don't think it is unfounded. It is based on the experience that we have had recently, whereby, Sakina, when you have mega projects where you have rapid expenditure, uh, usually you find that uh, the service providers tend to unduly benefit, it uh, get lost to corruption. And if you add to that a layer of uh, disaster management such as the one we have now, and such as the one that is still underway in relation to the COVID, such kind of uh, 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 challenges require that you don't follow the normal process of accountability and uh, 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 Sakina. You, you usually spend very rapidly because as in KZN, you want to quickly restore the situation as possible. Usually, the rapid expenditure should be meant to allow, that pipeline should be meant to allow government to speedily respond to the people. But in most cases, Sagina, it has not demonstrated efficiency in responding. What we usually see is that it is actually abused to divert funds very, very quickly. So that is why people are looking at KZN and thinking that where the ANC is, the moral position of the ANC, particularly Sakina, as expressed in KZN in the last few weeks in KZN, ironically, it is such that we have to raise this question. We have to act proactively and to say that at least this time, Sakina, let us start by being honest and putting in place some measures to try to prevent less 
we will end up with a commission of inquiry, Sakina. Mm. But again, a serious indictment on government. And um, uh, during that uh, post uh, uh, that uh, Charlize Theron put up, many people responded saying, um, you know, rather donate to Gift of the Givers. Some people actually went as far as to put up their details for uh, donations, the bank account numbers and the like. I think yesterday it was I saw the IFP making a donation of 250,000 rand to Gift of the Givers. And it would seem that most South Africans actually um, have more trust in Dr. Imtia Suleiman and Gift of the Givers than they do in our government. Exactly, Sakira. I mean, government has lost uh, legitimacy to be seen acting in the public interest. And, and this comes out of experience. It's not just because people are, are just uh, 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 creating this thing that doesn't exist. It exists. We have facts. We've got Commission of Inquiry into State Capture and so forth. But the NGOs, they've gained so much legitimacy, Sakina. They, 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 they have actually tried to fill that space. They have capacity. The difficulty here, Sakina, is the politics of it. That is why people are raising this thing openly because we know that our government usually takes a negative attitude towards working with uh, the NGOs and civil society. During the COVID-19 Sakina, in the first week, NGOs were under lockdown. They could not work. They could not help the communities. And they were were well placed to help the communities. And government, it exaggerated its capacity. Later on subsequently, they realized that they need the NGOs. Now, people are actually saying that involve the NGOs from the get-go, maximize if gift of the givers can get so much with volunteer money, with donation, how much can they get if they get their hands on what is appropriated for that? A lot could be achieved. Mm. Uh, uh, Saki Tlutla writes to me saying, Sakina, uh, that municipal worker wasn't stealing those donated goods. She was moving them to a municipal operation center where the donations are kept. Uh, the lady in the video filming was just blowing hot air. Now, if you know that there is a trust deficit, why not take get people to take the goods, the donations to wherever it is that you are going to be, uh, you know, commanding this thing from? Because, again, there is no trust. The trust deficit is huge between the citizenry and government. Why would you still allow for any such loopholes to exist, Ralph? I do think that the, the challenge is that usually uh, some of these things, are, you know, they find our government on the back foot. They find government actually struggling when it comes to connecting with the people. And at times, government thinks that administrations think that they can use this kind of uh, uh, disasters to connect better with the people. They want to stand tall. They do not allow other organizations to directly access the people. Not that they prohibit, but you can just see the attitude uh, uh, that is usually uh, 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 on the ground when reactions or when responses are emitted on this thing. So you can actually, I don't think there is anything that is stopping people from directly working with the people. And and, and you know, that various community organizations, the churches have been there. But there are different organizations that exist that can actually do the job. And, and I don't think that majority of South Africans always intend to benefit themselves other than others. I think that's just something we see concentrated in politics. Out there, there are still people and the organizations that have got capacity to help government. The question is, will government proactively open the space for those organizations to play in? Well, does government want to do that, first off? And and, and secondly, if we look at what happened with the COVID uh, relief funds, billions of rands 
vanished into thin air. We know of all the corruption. Some of it has been followed up. Um, still, you know, ongoing uh, processes in many instances. So if we look at the billions that were even, uh, or that actually was misspent or went missing uh, during the COVID relief, how do we avoid this happening again? How do we avoid a deja vu situation, even with KZN officials vowing that they will protect uh, the flood relief billions to ensure that many uh, of the purposes that are set out are actually fulfilled? And also bearing in mind, Ralph, this is not the first time in recent years that we've had a flood situation that required uh, relief effort in KZN. Uh, you know, we cannot take uh, politicians on their way that they're going to do it better this time. Uh, Well, we welcome the idea that they're going to do it better because that is an acknowledgement of a crisis. But I do think that what needs to happen here is the spirit of co-governance, which is is lacking in South Africa in most cases, Akina, because government usually want to go it alone. Government always want to go the partisan route, almost like we have got majority to govern and therefore that just justifies just, just about everything without necessarily knowing that on some programs, it just helps to com- to connect with the community better. Just step off the partisan pedestal and, and try to, to rise above that. And I think in these circumstances, it's tend to test as to whether the NC in KwaZulu-Natal will rise above partisanship. They will bring community-based organizations. I mean, so, you know, I have worked in KwaZulu-Natal for a while. I've done research in the community there. I know that it is so rich with community-based organizations that can literally help. The area around Devon has got incredible NGOs that have been doing work. Some have been working with even bigger organizations such as yeah, Oxfam and so forth. The networks are there. They exist. The most important thing is for people to realize that uh, at least this time, let's put the public interest ahead. This should not be about proliferation of patronage. This is not the funds that should be there for people to survive the conference or anything. I mean, there's no need to be diplomatic here, Sakina. These are the funds that need to be placed uh, at least to help the people who have suffered the tragedy and think about strategy in recent times. And just finally, Ralph, with regard to uh, the declaration of a national state of disaster, um, just the rationale behind this, uh, as opposed to having it a as a provincial uh, disaster, now a national state of disaster has been declared. I was thinking, I had a quick discussion with a journalist about this yesterday. My view is that it should not make a, a big difference when it comes to how you actually respond, where do you respond from. The money will be appropriated from the national budget. We always have an emergency fund. Actually, in our budget, the first thing we do is to put in an emergency fund and then we look at what we can therefore afford and, and so forth based on the history of emergencies that we have had. And I think that the province can just can just respond very well if it is well placed. But I cannot help my cynicism as uh, Akina uh, 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 based based on experience, based on observation that perhaps declaring it a national state of emergency, perhaps it gives the national government control on coordination and therefore on the control of funds. The president has openly said he's worried about how funds are used. Perhaps putting it at that level brings it much closer to the union building. But that should not be the case. Government should be structured in a way that whatever level, whatever level the problem is being experienced, sufficient coordination exists there. You don't have to form parallel structures to respond to each and every problem you encounter. If that is the case, you have a deeper problem within your public service.
Dr. Ralph Mateja, thanks so much uh, for your analysis there. Political analyst Dr. Ralph Mateja uh, talking about uh, the situation in KwaZulu-Natal. And uh, he has, of course, uh, written a piece, uh, an opinion piece, in which he says that uh, the KZN floods, it won't be a surprise if government relief funds end up in corrupt pockets. Let's